0: So prepare for wizardly
1: combat. I want to show you a trick Mother showed me when you weren't around.
2: Welcome to Spellburn, a podcast covering the Dungeon Crawl Classics role playing game and old school adventuring. It's time to party like it's 1974.
3: Well, hello. If you've listened to Spellburn for a while, you know I love third-party material. It's what DCC is all about. The ferment, the foment, the vomit, the violence, all of it. I love to see all the new stuff that people are cooking up all the time. So that's what we're doing this month with our pal, Judge James Pozinell, and our pals, Judge Stefan Surratt and Judge Phil. All this and more on this month's Spellburn. And once again, we have a new working email account, which is spellburnband at gmail.com. That's all one word, no spaces. Spellburnband at gmail.com. I got two emails since our last episode. So very good. Very good. And they were pretty good questions. They were actually kind of fun questions. So uh, keep them coming. Let's get some emails going. And uh, you can decide the fate of the email zombie um, very soon. So. And because
0: uh, he always forgets, uh, that guy is Judge Julian, that one What's Talking Now, and I am Judge Jen.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. Well, everybody. (laughs) Well, they know us by now, don't they?
0: I mean, not those listening on the podcast. They can't see your silly face and you
3: know. That's true. That's true. Well, I am Judge Julian and Judge James is gonna is going to pretend he's well, he's not gonna pretend he's Judge Jeff, but he's going to sit in as a little bit of a third host. He's a guest host for us Judge tonight, Judge. So. I'm
4: a guest yes. host. I got I got the credentials. I got a J. Name. He's got a J. So I'm in. And he's
0: got the much-needed facial hair to fill in. For
4: yeah, need a balance. <laughs> Very
3: true. So he's got a JHD, and he is with us today. Um, and, oh, you boy. know, <laughs> Judge James was asking me, what about our old Tavern Talk stuff? And that's an excellent question. We haven't done a lot of that lately, but now we have three hosts, so it'll be more exciting. So we're going to do a Tavern Talk, and I'm going to give it to Jen first because... Well, I don't even know everything she has, but I bet she has some cool warehouse stories for us.
0: Uh, but I do try to avoid the haunted dental suite. Um Yeah. <laughs>
4: <Ew. laughs> is there a chair in there?
0: Uh no, no, and the Aww. sink uh well, all the plumbing is uh we, okay, it, it's an ancient ancient building, okay? Uh it has been inhabited by many different uh businesses prior to our arrival and apparently one of the most recent was a dentist office so we just like to make fun of that area and stay away from it uh but we've got catacombs we've got a library we've got uh I, i guess the most frequent picky room uh for all the picky packs we gotta do and get those orders out and Uh, we have a staggering number of back orders from the entire process and we are working on them. Uh, Judge, or I'm sorry, DJ Foxy is working his little paws off and uh, yeah, we make a good team. But uh, as far as stories, I mean, other than the stuff that comes out of the van from time to time, I, I really don't know what I should talk about.
4: I mean, how many continue uh how many days have you had uh with you know a safe workplace or a non-philogist <laughs> accident
0: um to my knowledge we've had one day without some sort of incident um, that would be today no right. no 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 something else was possessed today now um we'll try next week it's all good
3: that's pretty good. Are we are we going to add a warehouse entry to the DCC occupations in the core book next printing?
0: Um, that would be really fun. I I would really appreciate it if we had more uh, zero level warehouse employees. Right. That would be cool.
3: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh. Well. Very good. Uh. But your back is uh, in order. You're you're remembering to lift with the legs and um all that good stuff
0: we're we're fine on that count yeah yeah i mean when the, when the if the dark master really 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 valued us uh w- which i'm sure he does uh wait no yeah um uh, uh, we we need to get the uh the little not forklift the pallet jack pallet with jack. The, the we we need the power pallet jack Okay, who rides the electric one to... that you just walk along pushing a yeah. button as opposed to putting your all of all of your everything into it. If you ain't sweating by 10 a.m., you ain't doing the job right.
4: <laughs> who rides the pallet jack the most though? Uh
0: Come on, roll not... on.
4: yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh giant uh, skateboard. Uh James.
3: <laughs> Judge James Pallet Jack, Power Pallet Jack. What's the tech level and the complexity modifier on those?
4: Uh, mm-hmm. I go with three. That's kind of like uh, a standard. A mm-hmm. uh, complexity. It's it's not terribly difficult. I'd say it's it's two. Mm, okay.
0: For a pallet jack or the power yeah. one? Uh,
4: power, even power. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think zero levels should be up to it. I mean, you might lose two of them, but they're just zeros. So you know, I mean, that's. Yeah, let's do it. I
0: think the best part about it is being able to get all of the little goodies and and look at them before they actually go up for sale. And I still have yet to make time to actually read on my lunch breaks. I don't take lunch breaks, um, but it is pretty awesome seeing everything roll in and finding like that little cubby space for it on the shelf and just lovingly sliding it into place. And yeah. Mm.
3: It, we're we're
0: total nerds.
3: <laughs> well, and then, and then you get to pack it up selectively and uh, supervise its um, travel to places where you get to share it with the world. Right? And
0: send little love letters to everyone. Yeah, That's
3: everyone's pretty cool.
0: getting a, a a personal touch in all of their packages.
3: What is your well? Not just that, but even like mm, Game Gameolcon. Yeah. Or what is uh, your, Is that the next one, or do you yeah. have one in the middle?
0: Um, Goodman Games is making two appearances between then and now. Uh, I believe Big Bad Con is this weekend, and mm, next weekend so cool. is Con on the Cob.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, uh, then we've got Game Hall next. Great. And you are go- Are you going to both of those?
0: I'm going to Game Hall. Oh,
3: nice. Okay. Yes, I've never been to Con of the Cob. I would quite like to go, actually. I looked at that. I thought I could give Judge Jeff a big hug, possibly, um, there. So that would have been fun. But, um, yeah, I would love to do Con of the Cob. That's a a bucket list thing, for sure.
0: Well, especially since you missed Gen Con.
3: And Gamehole Con, because of work. Yeah.
0: Overrated, man. Find a new job.
3: However, (laughs) I am proud to say that I am going to attend with Judge James, my new BFF. I am going to attend UConn this year. Oh, Um, awesome. In Ann Arbor. It actually dovetails very well because I have uh, relatives in Michigan. And so we were able to sort of do a family trip and a Yukon trip at the same time. And then I know local guys who go to the con uh, every year and are diehard Yukon alums. It looked like a lot of fun. And uh, so I'm going to go and go to Yukon and I'm running after the last spell burn. I was so excited. I decided to run Joey Royale's uh, Gothic Vampire Adventure. Awesome. And a game of uh, WHPA uh, Fairhaven. Oh, boy. And then I'm doing my new funnel thing as well. Uh, Casement of Xanthla. And, uh, James, you are running a whole smorgasbord of wild stuff, too, if I recall.
4: I I am. I'm excited to... UConn's kind of a a con where I um, I usually debut something, uh, some Mm. sort of adventure that I'm working on. It usually ends up I'm writing and it's time for Yukon. So this uh Yukon is no different. I'm writing uh something for 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 Netcrawl. It's a second third level adventure. Um uh we're going to be uh exploring the the wild world of generative AI and and how that can be an adventure. So um I'm excited for that one. It's kind of a, a bit of a point crawl. It's been fun to to play with and and figure out how it's going to work out. Um, Excellent yeah and a lot more and some other net crawl stuff too i mean it's all net crawl all the time these days um so i'm excited to uh pull out my um in space no one can hear the robo apocalypse um Mm. is kind of like a star crawl net crawl mashup so you'll play half the game as star crawl and then you'll do the other half in net crawl oh nice yeah that one's fun um uh um, so it's it's a zero level, so it's kind of you know playing with with some some of the low level mechanics for for net crawl, and then I got the other adventure for some high, higher level stuff. So um, I love that.
3: So are you? Do, is this like they're gonna be uh, star crawl guys who like jack into VR net crawl guys yeah, type
4: thing? Exactly.
3: Ah, oh, brilliant. Uh, that's a I, I've always. Well, I thought of that long before you did. Well, anyway, I've I've always thought that that would be a super cool, uh, and didn't think of it in that crawl start crawl thing, obviously. But I always thought it would be cool to do a thing where they have alter egos and switch in a game, but doing back and forth—that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. neat as heck. That's cool. And then what? You have one other thing at least, right?
4: Um, I've got a dying earth uh, adventure on the books. Uh, Nice. So of course, the the latest and greatest, good stuff um and then i'm whipping out uh an oldie but a goodie the house of the red doors for for a couple hours i'll i'll torture a few people yeah hell yeah now uh, for those
0: of us who haven't actually played net crawl give us the elevator pitch
4: right uh so uh net crawl you're you're going into the computer to to get you know to get the information or whatever you know you kind of need uh in order to further your your other adventure. Now, it doesn't have to be a, a two sided coin, right? It can be all inside the computer as well, like Tron. But basically, it's cyber dungeons <laughs> and like um, uh, me playing around with a lot of uh, you know uh, viruses and, and other kind of computing concepts. It's friendly. It's not you know too nerdy uh, that you'll be like, oh my gosh, I, this is this guy is way too obsessed with computers. It's still fun um I promise you. Just, you you just have to know a little C plus plus, right? No, no C plus plus. No programming required. Oh, it's good. It's all it's all just you know. It's it's just I talked about it Yeah. Else,
0: right. So, what does the character sheet look like for that?
4: Ooh, uh, I'm still. I've I've played one out. I've, I've I've laid one out before. It looks a lot like DCC. I, I'm uh, pretty much okay. um, I'm playing Around with a new concept. I'll get to play with it at UConn of zero levels with like little hand computers like that they'll start with. And so that will kind of be their transition into net crawl. So they okay. have various effects. And then it, of course, holds the program that they'll be running in the net crawl side of the house. And so we'll see how that kind of all plays out.
0: Nice. Always one-upping. You're always plusing the bit.
4: Well, I don't know. There's all this stuff in here and it's got to get out. I think that's what's <laughs> going on. So either that or treppening, it's, it's this is better, I think.
0: Less painful, hopefully.
4: Less, less painful. And then the, the Patreon, if you're, you're really curious, you can also join. And and if you're not going to be at UConn, you can drop join the Patreon too. Mm-hmm. What's
3: the yeah, gives give us the um uh, what's the Patreon at? Give us the link, the That's URL good. for it.
4: Patreon.com slash lectrotext L E C T R O T E X T. Okay, excellent, excellent, excellent. And uh, if you're curious, uh, you don't even have to, you can kind of follow the public posts. You don't have to pay money. If you want to pay money, God bless you. Thank you.
3: Yeah, pay money, pay money. So I've been reading Cats of um, cats of Ratlou. Yes. Which, spoiler alert, Cats are not really the good guys in this. By no,
4: the way. It's, that's a... <laughs> You know, in I'm the t- classic sense of kind of like inver- inversion of, of the tropes, right? Yes.
3: I and uh but but this is a fun adventure. Oh did now I don't know, is Ophelia uh relative? She's my daughter. She's your daughter, so she helped to design this for you? Yes, she did. Excellent. Uh-huh. What how the...
4: was did she her? Yeah,
3: With how it. did it how did it go? Does she the inspirational material and you were statistics or did you guys collaborate or how did it I'm assuming the hooskerdo Where, influence hogs come from the I'm assuming the the hoosker do influence came from your side.
4: Yes. Yeah I was always uh you know there's a song on 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 New Day Rising uh, uh how to how to skin a cat. And so it's about this this guy's kind of talking to you as this crazy music's playing in the background. And he's talking uh, about how you can turn feed cats to the rats and rats to the cats, and you can get the cat skins for nothing. So it's a cat skin farming scheme to make a bunch of money, quote unquote. And so I always like sing this to her, i like, cats go cats, the rats and the rats to the cats. And, you know, and she'd always be like, dad, you're a, f- a flake. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And, and then one day though, she said like, you should write an adventure about that. Mm. And so we played wow. with some ideas and, and, and then I was trying to get her to read Lovecraft and, and Clark Ashton Smith and she wouldn't go for it at all. So I was kind of left on my <laughs> own at the end,
0: but pogs really where, where did, where do these fit in? Pogs. Oh, or no, you have the tiles.
4: Oh, the tiles. Yes. Yes. Oh, right. They're, uh, they're
0: all pogs p- to me at this point. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs>
4: Throw them down. Or, I've never played that game. Um, yeah, the tiles, I was like, uh, the mechanic, the, mid, the middle chapter of the, of the adventure is a catacomb. And I really didn't want to draw a catacomb or do stuff with the catacomb. I just kind of wanted to get these kind of little um, points, you know, these kind of point crawl pieces on, on the board and let them kind of get to explore them right through this catacomb mechanic. But I definitely didn't want to draw it because uh, it would look ugly and, and all sorts of other stuff. And so I was like, well, why don't I just like have a bunch of tiles and you just roll on a on a table and then you lay down the tiles as you go. So you, you know, a turn, uh lay down a new tile, whichever direction to go and and uh and so that's, that was the idea. It was a fun hmm. little add-on to the kickstarter. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a nice fun way to mix it up.
4: That's a little
3: that's a nice little board gamey touch almost, right?
4: Yeah, it's it's weird how um you know, the role-playing games can kind of lend themselves into into board game you know aspects. Look at uh, Harley's adventure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinning, uh, <laughs> spinning uh, maps and all this other. Stuff. It's great, right? It, yeah. Is it,
0: is it just me, or does that actually help to focus the player's attention on what's going on?
3: Oh, for sure, the tactile stuff. But, I would,
0: but not... not as much as just having miniatures going through no. a dungeon, really.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because you're going to do this. You're going to talk about catacombs and going through a catacombs, and It's going to get really boring really quick um, mm-hmm. when you say, oh, there's more catacombs. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're like laying down a tile, everyone's kind of like, what's going to happen next? And, you know, so it's a little better. There's some anticipation. Uh,
3: I got DCC 100 in my hot little hands, I'm happy to say. And I haven't even had time to go through it. I've had I've had more people texting me pictures of the insides. Um, Judge Gary, you know who you are, um, with superlatives and so on. And then I had a little miniature text group started from my friends, Judge Matt and Judge Tim and Carnes and so on. And they were like, OK, who's going to run it? And I'm like, oh, not me. I, I can't handle, you know, there's no way. I mean, I can barely get my pants on in the morning i'm not doing spinning dungeons and stuff and uh and then not to mention i've you know jen already killed me in episodes of spellburn already so i'm like um,
0: you know it already you can run it now
3: well maybe (laughs) but anyway so if anybody in minneapolis is dying to run dcc 100 uh you know reach out to us at spellburnband at gmail.com that's uh i think i think I think we've got somebody who's a a likely candidate going, but actually if you're, if you're interested in it, reach out to me anyway. (laughs) So, uh, there is that, uh, we've had a couple rounds. I'm feeling pretty good about the tavern. Are you ready to bring on our first guest guys?
4: Yeah, let's do this. Yeah.
3: All right. Let's go. All right.
0: Hey,
1: well,
3: fresh
0: blood.
3: <laughs> yeah. Welcome, 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 Judge Stefan. Yes. It's great to see you. Um, thank you guys. As Judge Jen sometimes reminds me to do an introduction of people, let me say, <laughs> Judge Stefan Surratt is is it Surat? Is that right? Yes, it is. You got it. Excellent. <laughs> And it's Stefan-like Pogue, I just want to tell everybody. Stefan-like Pogue, mm-hmm. which is great, because two of our favorite people. So there you go. Stefan Surratt is an accomplished author of third-party stuff for DCC, Weird Frontiers, MCC, probably another billion things, uh, with which he can tell us shortly. And he is the co-host. I assume you're still the co-host, right? Yeah. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> on Monday or Tuesday? <laughs> Tuesday. Raw Tuesday. Okay, so yeah. he's still he is the co-host of Raw Rules as Written uh, Twitch show with Matt Robertson, in which where they go through the rules in great detail of DCC, and I think our next episode is MCC. That's right mm-hmm. here on Goodman Games Twitch channel, um, and he also does layout, which which I was reading about lately. At least you have been doing some layout, right? And I've
5: been doing all my own layout and I'm I'm doing it for some other folks uh recently as well.
3: That's awesome. So yes. to me it, having been in a lot of crappy bands for many years, but like that's like the being the bass player I think, you know, from what I have witnessed, but you every band has to have the bass player and <laughs> And now you're on your own bass, player. you're like vocals and bass, you know. I, like... I played
5: bass for a little while, so it makes sense. I never yeah. was in a band. I just played and was all lonesome. And, yeah, well, so... right.
3: <laughs> well, um, I should do my own. I should also do my own layout. But anyway, yeah, I'm just limited. I'm challenged. Well, well hey, I, if <laughs> uh, Nowhere
5: City Knights needs a, another, you know, influx of, of fresh blood and modules and, and you need a layout guy, you know i'll help you out julian
3: well we're gonna talk we're gonna talk all right um so judge stefan welcome very much um it is great to have you on it's actually probably too late especially when i looked at the huge list of stuff that is out there and we'll talk about those various things um I'm going to kick it off, not in the order of the show notes, so sorry, guys, but I'm going to kick it off um, with Merchants of the Multiverse because I the first thing I did is I looked back at that, which I got a few years back ago, and man, first of all, it's a ton of fun. It has like, it's an MCC product. It has mm-hmm. m- various crazy merchants you might run into in your mutated wastelands. It has a cool artifact list. It has... Uh, um, I think it has uh, a couple monsters. Yeah, it's got and, a few
5: monsters, some random tables of various things that kind of relate it, to the merchants and stuff.
3: Yeah, and there was like yeah. a <laughs> small, but really um, yeah, you've got like the trade goods and issues mm-hmm. of supply and demand and travel. So there's like some funny little like sort of randomized hook stuff that I thought would be uh, good, good in here as well.
4: This is your first first thing that you produced right
5: yeah yeah merchants was the first so like the layout's a little unpolished to me now i'm like ah but uh but it was it was the first thing that i thought was good enough i was like yeah someone might pay money for this you know and i i saw all the zine quest stuff so it was, it was a zine quest yeah. thing of going out ah, you know i'll put my hat in the race and uh and and you know the intimidation of, of trying something new was, was worse than actually trying something new uh once i got into it you know uh you you take your baby steps and you ask people who've done the thing before and uh, and you learn as you go. Uh,
3: how did you, how, so when I read your, the, so here's the funny thing as I was reading these merchants who are amazing, by the way, um, I was thinking that they're perfect for my planet skull campaign that I've got right now, which is a giant grab bag, you know, thunder thunder on crank type of universe, you know, um, it's got American cyborgs and MCC sentinels and DCC elves and everything. Right. Just kind of jumbled together in a big Rocky wasteland full of that is trying to kill them. It sounds so, wonderful. Yeah. And, but I mean, it is merchants. I mean, that's to me, like when I was reading about merchants of the multiverse, I was like, Oh, that's planet skull right there. It's actually that it's that right. Yeah. But It was interesting to me because I was like, I think your MCC campaign isn't a bunch of, you know, Stone Age hunters and gatherers like um, crawling around in the in the uh, people have recovered
5: a little bit more. And when I run it, they've got a little bit more of understanding, but, uh, you know, it's it's also region to region. I I don't pretend like the whole world has gotten up to the same level, recovered in the same area. Some are, uh, you know, Age. Yeah, some are Bronze Age, some, you know, there's like a city that's still functioning out there. And, you know, I mix it up. The first time I actually played MCC in a campaign, it was because my DCC game uh, went left, or or I made sure it turned left because I wanted to use my MCC stuff. And, uh, and they hung out in the post-apocalypse for like four sessions or something. And uh, so I was always mixing it up with MCC. Yeah, hmm.
4: I, lo- I love that. Just being able to go to another style mm-hmm. right like another setting or or whatever. it's such an uh, a common trope of 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 dcc and just jump jump ship somewhere else and, and the you don't
0: have to learn a whole bunch of rules to do it though right that was always no, it was
4: super simple the
0: limiting factor in other
5: systems right Yeah. And I made it so, you know, they haven't DCC characters haven't been there for millions of years. So they're all going to pretty easily get mutations or maybe die soon enough because they don't have any like, you know, bonuses against radiation for lack of me thinking of a better term right now. Uh, But so they they had a bunch of fun getting mutations, but I was also being a little hard on them and like, you guys got to get out of here soon. But yeah, (laughs) super simple to to cross over those characters and so much fun.
3: Now, my, my one complaint is you've got kick-ass... <clears throat> excuse me. You've got uh, some wonderful artifacts <laughs> in here. But um, but you seem to have failed to anticipate that my players want to kill the merchants and take their stuff. Ooh, yeah. um,
5: I tried to give most of the merchants a way to be able to get out of there really quickly, like my um, not Dolly Parton merchant uh, can just <laughs> sing and open up a portal to another
3: time or world. Paddy Dalva, you mean? Yes, yes, yes. Very, and I especially like Joe Camel. The Joe Camel merchant was well, also, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. But they, you know, they, you know, how they are. These player characters, they have these spells. And Tim Locris is is running a palm tree with the singularity in his chest, and you know, it just it well, keeps.
5: I imagine he. that these merchants probably have some defensive measures that you know, if if they are carrying around and trading and surviving with all these crazy artifacts, they have probably some awesome defensive measures. And yeah, adding them all up probably would have you know doubled the size of it. Well, that's right? true. Uh, you know talk about auto turrets and all that nonsense.
3: <laughs> we we do have some great monsters in here, and this is just this is just awesome. In fact, I was like, I'm running this, I'm running uh, Planet Skull on Sunday. I'm like. They're really sick of my improvising. I'm just bringing this book and, and it's, going to, it's just going to go right on the table. They're going to be like, is this, you know, Stefan's campaign? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes, it is now. So, um,
0: Now, you have another zine that is also very colorful, but in a completely different art style. And just the name of it is enough to either grab people in or make them say, eh, I don't know. So sell a sign. Give
5: us your elevator pitch. Yeah, uh, it's Elfland, Beyond the Fields We Know. Uh, it's the zine of if if you've ever gone, like I've played, you know, I played D&D for years before I found DCC. And in doing all that and playing DCC, I never knew what was up with the Feywild or Elfland over in DCC. I never knew what it looked like. And my players never went there. Um when I ran Michael Curtis's Queen of Elfland's son, and my players didn't go into Elfland, I was going, "Oh my gosh, thank goodness!" Because I don't, I don't know what's down that path. Um, but it did start me off on wanting to actually find out. I read Dunsany, I read King of Elfland's Daughter, with the mindset of I want to find out. And it was so darn inspirational. Like sometimes before I was getting to a good section to end, I was like taking notes of, "Ooh, this would be good." And it just, uh, the zine came together in a really natural way. So it ended up being, um, and it was also like kind of in the middle of COVID. So you're bored and you're staying home anyway. I had plenty of time to write, I guess. Um, So it ended up being like a bunch of entrances and exits to Elfland. And um, there's like six mini adventures that are about like the content size of like a one page dungeon, I guess, um, that each have like a map and a situation that is like, Something you're gonna get into. It's not immediately combat, but it could devolve. So, you know, one is like an art gallery with a bunch of like snooty fay people, but there's also a cursed painting that's probably gonna be an issue. One is like a um like a a fay giant that's been sleeping for a millennia has woken up and it's bobbining up ghosts. Um and so okay, and then cool. there's like <laughs> <laughs> so you know, plenty to to have for a night there, and there's six of those. Or, but you know, you've got to improv a little bit, um, or prep a little bit, and then there's magic items and fae-style traps and curses it's, and things like that. So it I tried to make it a malleable campaign setting guide. It's what I hope for.
3: Yeah, it is. Like all these things are like you look at them, you're like, oh, that's pretty small. And then it, they're chock full of stuff. I mean, you're you're keeping it concise, but there all but there's a ton of content in here. You know, relatively like, uh, you know, they don't look like you know gigantic, you know, weird frontiers nine hundred page tomes, but there is there's a ton of stuff in there. Uh, baby, I love you. I'm not, you know, but I'm just saying. So,
0: oh, it, hey, it's not a bookstore or a, a doorstop. Yeah, yeah. doorstop. Hey,
3: <laughs>
5: so it's there's a little a... easier to bring to the table. I, I love Weird Frontiers. I got a couple copies on my shelf. Yeah. And you
3: did a, you did an adventure for them, right? I did. Uh, two adventures, I guess, in one. Yeah, it was a double one... feature. So yeah, 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 yeah. But I wanted to ask you about the self journaling aspect of the mm-hmm. Elfland thing. So is that what's the so you can actually kind of solo choose your own adventure through the i basically yeah so
5: i like wrote the table of contents as a with a bunch of question prompts associated to different pages so it's like maybe a little less useful as a table of contents but it's it's not a huge zine so you're not going to struggle to find things anyway um but the the first two pages they're just a bunch of questions because uh, we all have, you know, one, I wrote it during COVID and I've been playing a few of those solo journaling things cause uh, a little harder to, no one was playing in person basically. So, uh, I think a lot of people try those out, but we also, all of us have way too many books on our shelves that have never arrived at the table. Um, so I, I wanted to, I had the idea and, uh, did a little thing there so that you can still use the book and have a lot of fun even if your players aren't going to elfland and i've gotten a couple like people you know let me know what they've done and and it's so much fun they take a level 0 guy and they completely ruined their life in such an enjoyable way <laughs>
4: all right that
5: cover that sounds perfect
0: right. i'm in <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, yeah, the the, co- yeah James, the, it's covers by Bruno Proseco, who's an artist from Brazil, and I just, I barely gave him a prompt beyond, like, a guy wandering to a castle in its Elfland and looks very ethereal, and he just ran with it, and he's, awesome. he's such an amazing artist.
4: It has a kind 70s, of Mullins feel, right? And some, like, 70s, like, uh, you know, cover, you know, book mm. cover kind of style stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well. right. Um, Judge Stefan. Thank you for being here
3: with us. We are going to um, run away. Uh, I caution everybody. We're going to descend down into the pit for perhaps one of our very last visits to the zombie. Because that uh-huh. that undead email pile is getting pretty low. And we're getting some fresh emails these days. But we're doing one quick pit stop. And then we're going to come back for Judge Phil. So stick with us.
1: Welcome to the email crypt. Yes, I'm your friend, the email zombie, and this pile of emails is getting very small. The undead emails are almost complete. Now only Spellburns listeners and viewers can decide if I should still see the even a crack in the door. Of the light of day left or if I should be shut away forever. So tell Judge Jen and Judge Julian if I should remain in the crypt or continue to read new, bright, shiny emails. Okay, enough of that. This one is from May of 2022. Hello, I know that Spellburn is on hold. I hope it comes back soon. Oh, yeah. You may already know there is no SSL certificate on the website, and podcast software will typically not stream media from the Spellburn Archive. If you need help, let me know. I can help you purchase and install the SSL. DCC player and Spellburn fan Mark Organic fight on Discord. Thank you, Mark. Hey, you're very generous, and I'm sure DCC... Uh, appreciates you and Judge Jen and Judge Julian appreciate you. I want to eat your face, but uh the that site is re-hosted and thanks to the central scrutinizer, uh all is well. Uh however, we appreciate you very much. Also, from twenty twenty-two, five months later, this is the Dark Ages. Dear Spellburn band. Did you disband? I really hope not. I'm writing you from Berlin, Germany, where the love and the need for Spellburn is strong. Even if it might just be in my heart. I meant to write to you months ago, actually, to ask when your loyal acolytes might get a fresh episode. It's been silent for so long. What news do the famed Burners of Spells have for their hungry followers? I really hope you will be back soon. Much love from Berlin, Conrad, or Judge Conjovi. We are back. We are back in 2023. Only uh what? Two months after this. Judge Jen and Judge Julian began doing Spellburn episodes. So you may email them if you want. Get your emails to them at spellburnband at gmail.com and tell them if the email zombie should remain. Or if the emails should be the property of all the hosts and guests, the way it was under God. That is it. That is it, Alana. Remove yourself from my crypt and let me sleep in my tortured Silence. <laughs>
3: We apologize for um that um madness the the evil um crypt dweller the email zombie you know we only know. we only went down there originally because the dark master thought we should have some kind of monstrous mascot for the show um they so picking
0: the locks I don't know
4: <sighs> guess, I, guess I don't judges know. Guess. don't have to go down there right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we might no, the you, the,
0: yeah. the new ones absolutely should, yes. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's kind of a hazing thing, actually, oh. now that you mention it. Oh. So um yeah, so if you uh if you wanna hear see slash smell more of the email zombie, um let us know at uh you know the uh that new email thing the that we got spellburn at- band
0: at gmail yes i'll get that soon yeah
3: you got it you got it she's <laughs> she's setting up a bot to to spam me right now i'm sure all right enough of that um <laughs> our next guest i'm super super excited to have um i have been a huge fan for like 3 or 4 months since i got my hands on the zines all at the same time and i was a little late to the party but um, I'm just uh, very enamored. And then I got to like go through them all again today, which was at least as fun as the first time. So um, Judge Phil has given us some of the most DIY concoctions for DCC ever. These uh, zines are quite pragmatically titled Judge Phil's Zine of Goodies. Although I think the third one is, I guess, the last one. And they are super fun. Nutty in the best way, and they have some, uh, especially number three, has some great guest contributors, as well as rules for stand-up comedy and even recipes, which we've got to talk about.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ask away. All right. I love cooking in the pot.
0: Is this another one that started, like, during COVID? Because it seems to be kind of, like... Uh, the best parts of all the weird
2: so um I this is how it all started. so I moved, and I'm not really I was never really a huge like tabletop gamer. I you know it, it just wasn't like I was just never in a position where I was like even offered the chance. so I moved from you know where I was living before like down south to Nashville. And there is a local game store called the Game Keep. And I was scrolling through uh Meetup, you know, that app where you could see mm-hmm. and, like meet new people or do new activities. And uh a really good buddy of mine, a great friend of mine, Rusty, was running uh Dungeon Crawl Classics and he introduced me to it. And I right after that, I picked up the core rule book and I was just completely enamored with it. I, I don't really play like, you know, other games like DD and other stuff, but for whatever reason, looking at the you know the 70s um aesthetic uh black and white art style just the layout and the way that it was made like you know just enticed me and you know it's rule it's a rules medium game that's like i could just tell it was wacky and fun and it was kind of a you know creative a potential creative outlet so i started running games uh, after he stopped cuz he picked up like um i think it was shadow of the demon lord which is a fun game but you know i, I just still had my hankering for DCC no one wanted to run it so I stepped up to the uh you know to the plate and uh you know I th- sorry was your question I, was say, and I
0: said awesome
4: <laughs> yeah well I have a question tell me how you'd landed on a 16 year old in
2: the 80s style of zine presentation oh yeah um so when I was when we were running uh a game and I think it and I, I always put a spin on the modules because like, I'm I am the laziest judge like on the face of the earth so like i skim through and i get the kind of the idea i'm not like highlighting stuff i just you know we just just figure it out and just make it work on the fly um and it was i think the zine or the the module name was uh the sea queen escapes and there was like that you know like underwater layer i think we were inside of a turtle oh yeah and there there's an area in there where there was you know some like omnipotent or some like aquatic, like being like guarding something, like maybe a chest or something. And long story short, just through, you know, we're just riffing because that's what tabletop gaming is. You're just riffing a story with a bunch of people. Um, I made him an amphibious brain slayer and he swapped minds with, um, you know, one of the players. So I spent time just writing up a class and I had no intention of even making it a zine. But then, you know, you get on the point where, like, the brain juices are flowing, and then you just start writing ridiculous stuff. And the drawings I were making, they were just, you know, the, the first zine that you read, those were just, like, silly drawings that I just scanned with cam scanner with just, like, some pan- pens I had sitting around. But leading forward into the, you know, the next iteration, which was volumes two and three, um, I invested some money in some Micron pens and a, and a sketchbook, and I just got into the shading, and it kind of just worked out that way. But uh, the aesthetic of it, I liked, and I tried to model it as much as I could with my limited artistic ability, um, you know, to the to that 70s, like, DCC aesthetic rule book because that, that's pretty much how it is. So,
0: so does that mean these are 100% fill, at least uh, volumes one and two? Like volumes the art, one and two?
2: I, oh my gosh, like I have no experience with publishing. I have no experience with layouts or design. I used, um, I didn't even use Microsoft. I didn't use Affinity Publisher. Um, I didn't even use Microsoft Word. I used Open Office Writer, the free open source wow. stuff, <laughs> and just placed the stuff in there and, and figured and just figured out how to like try and resemble a layout similar to, you know, like a reader's digest slash uh, DCC vibe but one and two were 100% me with the exception of um, coloring of the cover Um because I don't like I just had someone uh, with an iPad just like color it in and then uh, volume three was when I tried to you know bring other people into, into the fold because that was that was the whole idea right like you, I don't know if you guys play in person often at a local game store but like I, I see people with their, they have little notebooks, like Jonathan, uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan's watching. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen his notebook where he's doing level design and writing his own, like, there's no reason why you can't share that with other people in, in the world. Like, that's your creative outlet, and like, other people should see it. So that's how the Meridian Games thing started, and that's how I got, you know, a couple other other people involved.
3: I'm looking for the exact quote in here. But it's uh, I knew I was home when it was like they only get one attack because their feeble left hand is supporting their giant amphibian brain. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. Although then and then I was like, well, there's rules. There's room for me to say 10 percent of them are, are left handed and they're supporting their giant brain with their right hand or their ambidextrous They could, you know. But anyway, it was yeah. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it's great. And the class in volume three um, is the wear Raptor, the G-Man wear Raptor is is also beautiful and to me fit right in everything of Judge Phil's zine. Although only today that I actually in reading the fine print did I realized that is by Sean Richer.
2: He, Which makes total sense. Yeah, he reached sense. out to me. Yeah, he reached out to me when I released the first one because he just wanted to, or the first or second one, because he, he just thought it was, you know, saw this random thing on drive through and thought that it was ridiculous. Because uh, everything that I, all of these zines and stuff I do is just ridiculous. There's no deep lore or story. Um, it's, someone told me when we were, you know, outside for a break, they said, like this is like, um, you know, like old adult swim cartoons, like um, yeah, like Aquatine and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And I, I kind of just embrace that. And you know, there's a space for it. So yeah, I love, I
4: love the humor that you sprinkle in, like just like you were mentioning. Sure. It's, <laughs> thank, thank you. It was, yeah. it was a joy to kind of like uh, dive into it and, and just get some chuckles out of it. So,
3: so something I never thought I would say is this: the you could take something out of terror of the stratus fiend and drop it into this thing. And you would never miss it. You wouldn't even know it was by Sean richer. It would be just like, Oh, it's Inless. goes right in judge Phil's scene. Yeah. So, Sean's a,
2: Sean's a great guy. I like, oh, talk, yeah. we talk so, a lot of, a lot of the time on discord. So shout out to Sean. I, I haven't spoken to him in a while. Cause I kind of, I've been going through like health stuff and I took a break from all of this till I can get my, you know, my migraine situation and everything figured out. But you know, feel like it's getting better so i might dive back into it
4: well that's We're trying to get him in here actually
2: yeah well we
3: sean you're on my list if you're listening to this i'm coming for you
4: so (laughs) anyway
3: um let's talk about stand-up comedy rules how did you develop in in, in issue three we have stand-up comedy so issue three i want to say we have real estate rules yeah. We have stand-up comedy rules, and then Erica Lowe has an adventure in there in which you get to attack uh, people in an insurance office, and they're selling horse insurance.
2: Oh, uh, that one was one was of course, hers, hers was the, um, I think it was that cave. It was that cave. Oh, the
3: boulder mine. You did this boulder the mine. other level. Yeah. Oh, Oh. okay, okay. That was well, like thank a short done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty short. Oh, so you did the horse insurance one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Well, no, but tell me about did you guys did you devise did you play that or did you devise it at the table as you just went along because it's basically like you actually tell jokes and then people at the table give you thumbs up or thumbs down and then depending on the results at the table you determine a popularity rating. I'm kind of summarizing here, but it's pretty simple uh, set of rules. So I was just curious how you, did you write it up by developing it at the table or test it that way or just make it up and throw it in a zine or what did you do?
2: I I wrote it up through, I, I wrote it up, tested it to see if it like kind of worked. And like the main, the main point of it is to just awkwardly put the person on the spot to like make them tell a joke. Cause like, that's what really, it's just all about like laughing and having fun and just coming up with something, you know, silly and dumb and stupid. So it was more, it, it's more just to like make, put everyone's eyes on one person and they have to sit there and like, think of something off the top of their head, which, you know, yeah.
3: Like. It's yeah. Fun. Well, it's good that it measures their popularity the re- based on the results, because that the results are going to be based on popularity anyway. So it's sort of, it sort of is circular in a good way that supports. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, You've got a recipe for coffee mug chocolate cake. Right. Kind of yeah. randomly. D- does this work? Is this a real thing?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you can. I've, I've done it. I tried it the first um, at least like one time to make sure I'm not giving people disgusting poison uh, <laughs> when they try and make it. So, um, yeah, you can, you just take all those ingredients, you just mix them up, you break the egg yolk, you just mix it around a little bit till it's all consistent. You just throw it in the microwave for whatever time I said. And then I've done it. I've done it a few times. I don't really eat too much mug cake right now, but (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was a funny way. If like you're playing maybe at someone's house or Mm -hmm. you're playing at a local game store and you just have some simple ingredients that you bring with, you Mm -hmm. can get everyone to like take a break and stop and like make something like good to eat and then um you know they could get back to playing the game so they actually have to make it for the judge uh based on like (laughs) something so they get free food out of it so Mm -hmm. other judges out there uh I guess you're you're welcome
3: yeah
4: (laughs) what's gonna be in the next uh magazine what what recipes will be in the next magazine so
2: I the judge Phil zine of goodies. The reason I called it that is because it was just thoughts on paper. There was no serious continuity between missions. It's just like ideas that you throw in. Right. And I just didn't know what to call it. So I called it that. Um, I perfect. (laughs) I, I, it's already approved and it's really come down to just like, you know, dealing with my health and general laziness. I have a fourth uh, zine that's like ready to go. Uh, it didn't meet the Kickstarter goal because I, I frankly just wasn't advertising it because of, you know, the health issue thing. But it's it's called um, Meridian Games Other Time. It's a like a type set of series of modules, which is pretty much just the same, like, silly tongue-in-cheek jokes that are thrown in there. Um, you know, that same kind of, like, cartoonish, like, art style. And they're, I'm just focusing. I'll probably do, like, if I get through it, like, maybe six of them. And then I'll probably start, you know, slowing down. But Meridian Games, other time, it's called The Cleanie Genie. Uh, it's a level one adventure for four to six characters. And uh, you, you basically run around a bar of soap inside a hollowed out bar of soap that was magically placed in the woods. And you're fighting cursed janitors. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I, I I pushed the boundaries a little bit on it. You fight a uh, possessed um turd from a toilet <laughs> uh that you guys have to fight. You you fight crazy sponges, bubbles, all the spoil I've given away all the spoilers here, but like it's all I, just like funny, silly rooms that are based off of cleaning supplies. That's what I, I promised
3: foment, ferment, and vomit. So I'm I love it. I think we've covered all the <laughs> bottle almost all the bodily functions, except for those that have been expressly Prohibited, prohibited by the dark master and alana so thank sure. you guys um judge phil that sounds like a blast i uh i'm really looking forward to that so that's going to be meridian other time we didn't even get to talk about death match and the Death. The, you had another class in the first one the death the death match slayer Who was called
2: the death match wrestler so wrestler
3: wrestler
2: that backstory uh this is when i was in my early 20s and i i wasn't gaming i didn't even really know what Tabletop gaming really was. Um, I you know, like WWE on TV or that, like pro wrestling. So you know how they have like local shows on like the smaller indie circuit? I did that for like four years. And oh yeah, but you know, you just get hurt so much and everything, and all the injuries caught up, and and you know, I just finally said, Okay, enough, enough is enough. I've I've lived, I know what it's like to be a wrestler now, and uh it it hurts. (laughs) Um So kind of losing my train of thought here a little bit. So, yeah, there is a subset um, of professional wrestling that is called deathmatch wrestling. It's similar to if you if you any wrestling fans out there, it's like ECW in the 90s, just like, you know, even more hardcore stuff out there. I won't tell them where to find it because it's probably not the most age appropriate to um, put out, but it's it's that. It's pretty crazy. So I thought, like, what if you made that a class based on the warrior? And you know, they're just the whole point of them is they're just extremely reckless. They have no regard for their own life. Um, They could basically like almost do like a suicide dive with the you know the fluorescent light tubes,
3: (laughs) fluorescent light tubes. Yeah, they
2: use those in in those wrestling matches. So like, like dives, and then like there's no there's like even if they're down for like one turn you know like per level um if you're downed and there's a certain point that you you're you die you just die once you're dead you're dead there's no there's no coming back when you choose to do the suicide dive on someone but it does a lot of damage so mm-hmm. it's like you mm-hmm. sacrifice yourself for the rest of the party to to beat someone mm-hmm. so
3: yeah. yeah no that's uh, amazing yeah that that is like so x crawl is one take on the pro sort of wrestling entertainment extravaganza around that oh, really? stuff in a way. Well, it's not wrestling specific, but he has the athlete who's kind of a a gotcha. little bit modeled on a pro wrestler. And then it's got all the hype and the there's even the armor ads that you have is a little bit ex crawlish where they'll get, you know, sponsors and that kind of stuff. Right. There, there are some interesting similarities, but the death match wrestler is a, uh, you know, a different take on that. That's very closely related. It, it's, it's very cool to see. So um yeah and then you've got a little mini adventure for that that's uh it felt really good and you'll never think about fluorescent light tubes the same after you read yeah. that uh section you're going to be like okay then
2: I, I even I, wrote i even wrote that the the k the quote cage of death is an it was an actual event that was run in like philadelphia pens i i've watched some mm. of that stuff They're people are nuts man mm-hmm.
3: well i'm putting i'm putting all those classes in planet skull and there will also occasionally be catches of fluorescent light tubes. God help us. Sure. So whatever happens, happens, you know, it's, mm-hmm. that's, it's not, it's not your responsibility for what, you know, Tim and Matt and Matt and Matt and Matt do. Cause we have, like, it's so out in the,
2: it's out there now. It's out in the wild. It's out of my hands. What people choose to do with it. So you
3: got it. You got it. <laughs> All right, judge Phil, it has been awesome to have you here with us. Thank you so much. It's uh, Thank you guys. Thank you guys for
2: having this as a, this is a great creative outlet. And like, I just want to say really quick that, you know, anyone that's out there that even thinks that like, maybe they could do it. You can do it. Like you don't need to have publishing experience. Just go for it. It's not, don't get too nervous about it. It's just, you know, it's just words on paper. like
3: hundred percent, hundred percent, get it out there, do it and see what happens. Just have fun with it. Um, don't even play test it that much. Just have fun and do it. So yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Uh, Hey, we want to add our usual thanks to glitter wizard, loot, the body and St. Karloff for permission to use their music. And of course we will be putting this episode out as a podcast. As soon as I have got the, not the dark master, but the other dark powers that be. Uh, to help me with that. And then uh, we have a new working email, you may have heard, spellburnband at Um, gmail.com. Yes, we know that uh, there are some issues with the episodes not coming down to all the services correctly. Uh, I I apologize. But we will fix that eventually. In the meantime, you can get them all on spellburn.net. So listen to the new ones. You know you want to. You know it's the right thing to do. Judge James, thank you for being here in a guest host capacity today. I really appreciate that. Absolutely, my pleasure. And I can't. We always
0: need more judges, Jay. Yeah,
3: Yeah, we need Jays in a big way. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Um, And
0: if you haven't gotten enough of of Judge Julian, uh, tune into Raw next week. I hear he'll be a special guest. You'll get to see Stefan again too.
3: That's right. And I forgot I was going to try to say snarky things about matt when stefan was on here and i totally forgot so imagine that i said snarky things about matt because he's he's a, just a super fun guy and i but i like to tease him a little bit so anyway guys we're lucky to uh, have him <laughs> yeah we are hey thanks everybody for being with us uh with that always says game on
0: night all usually provided by Glitter
3: Wizard.